the CIA owns everyone of any significance in the major media. That is a quote directly from former CIA director William Colby, who was the CIA director from 1973 all the way until uh, 1976. Please excuse me if I get a little bit passionate here because this is a subject of extreme interest to me and something that I think a lot of you guys who already follow the show are on the same page as I am and uh, and vice versa. So let's jump right into it because I have a, a lot to cover and I promise uh, I won't disappoint. So predictive programming is something that we can go back to from things like the Simpsons predictions to, you know, Family Guy predictions in the cartoons to Johnny Bravo cartoons all the way to Franz Ferdinand's license plate on his car. The uh, the gentleman who was shot that essentially uh, started the whole First World War or at least the events that occurred after that. So I'm not going to focus on one particular story. What I'm going to do here is bring everything full circle so that you guys can get a bit of a, a, a more of an understanding of what we're trying to connect here. Now, I'm going to be covering a slew of topics. Some of them might be political, but just bear with me because I feel it's a necessity for me to elaborate and describe this. So let's jump right into this. Now, the idea behind uh, predictive programming is that there are certain events that are staged that certain people within uh, the government, private industries, institutions are aware of months, weeks, days, sometimes in some cases years before they occur. Now, is that to say that every single event that occurs is orchestrated or set up? I honestly would say no. However, what I would say is that there are a set of events that occur that are slowly but surely unraveling themselves in a pre-planned and predispositioned way. With that being said, I mean, look, we, we can go to 9-11, we can go to the, the crash of the Titanic, we, could, we can go to so many different things that seem to have predicted the future, or at least could, seem to have extremely odd factoids and investigations that occurred after those events, which would suggest the implication of a conspiracy or a cover-up or something like this. Now, what I also want to say is that I feel as though things change all the time in the sense that whether we're talking about the universe and the cosmic balance of things, things are always constantly adjusting. And people, which are just essentially manifestations of physical consciousnesses within this world, are no different. Now, this is the way I feel. I could be entirely wrong, but you'll see why I, I tend to subscribe to this particular method in theory. Now, let's take a look, for example, at some predictive program. I got some just some quick notes I put here. If we take a look, for example, at UFO cover-ups, let's start with that one. The whole thing about UFO cover-ups and, and the whole espionage behind it is that it is, it is actually a form of espionage and disinformation on the not just the American people, but the rest of the world. The CIA director, William Colby, who I just quoted at the beginning of this episode, he said that back in the mid-70s. You think it got any better since then? No, it's gotten worse. If you take a look, for example, at the film Unacknowledged, they speak about one of the former members of, I believe he was in the, definitely in the military, I believe it was in the, the Air Force, talked about how there are certain things he couldn't discuss pertaining to the CIA having all of their operatives inside each major media institution and, and Hollywood as well too. And I've spoken about this before, 
which is why it's something I kind of want to get out of the way with first. Now, with that being said, we all know about the the, the, the psyops and the psychological warfare, and I'm not here to, to, to re-expand on that. I'm here to elaborate on a new point and a new position on that. A lot of the UFOs that are covered up, and for some reason, many politicians like Bill Clinton or Obama, who recently said that on Stephen Colbert, gave a bit of a nod physically with his head saying that he can't really talk about ufos that is a form of psyop now bill clinton said that when he looked for ufos he found nothing there now according to multiple sources whistleblowers some of them still alive some of them dead now they said that if bill clinton disclosed the ufo stuff or peeped into it too much or stuck his nose into pl places that he didn't really belong in which is part of the the, the shadow government so to speak they feared and this is according to many whistleblowers and documentaries that he would end up like Kennedy. That is a direct quote. Now, the thing about that is that they felt that no matter the protection of the, the, the president within the Secret Service and the way they protect him, they understood that the shadow government is not to be bothered. Sort of like, don't wake the beast kind of thing. Now, we can go on and debate and argue about whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing. But what we can understand here, at least based on our conclusions of our evidence and our research, is that what we know here is that this shadow government, as long as they constantly keep receiving their funding and their money, they seem to leave the front part of the government uh, completely open and transparent, and they seem to leave them unbothered. Similar to that of how certain governments are, just even in uh, the Western world, about how governments are talking about um, stimulus packages and debates and, and COVID-19, uh, everything that's going on now, that's the front end of it. The back end shadow government is people from private contractors like Lockheed Martin or other facility, other companies like that, mixed in with the Air Force, the military, the CIA. Now, not I'm not saying all of them. It's not one big umbrella. Certain factions are privy to that information within these groups. And what happens is, this is the point I'm trying to get to, my first point. B they include, purposefully, private contractors to store and help reverse engineer this UFO craft. Why? Because if anyone from the government came out and said that they are calling for the release of all government documents pertaining to UFOs, if they were really pushed, which hasn't happened yet, if they were really pushed, the government will say, okay, you know what? Here's all of our files. They're classified, but now we're declassifying them. But the government won't really be concerned because the valuable aspects of those files are with the private industry. And what happens is, is that they will never subpoena or allow that private industry or company to disclose that information because they will say it is against the Constitution. And so it is a perfect cover for the government to have a partnership, a secret marriage, so to speak, with certain, not all of them, with certain companies. For example, Elon Musk. I don't think he knows everything, but I think with his advancements in the space realm, at least publicly, they filled him in on some things. Why does he keep talking about going to Mars and not the moon? I mean, he's mentioned it a few times, don't get me wrong, but most of the time, and he's talked about going to Mars. Why didn't Project A119 happen? back in the 50s and 60s when they wanted to begin testing nukes on the moon instead because it's very possible something's there. Again, the post-lunar press conference. I, I Respectfully, I don't need to regurgitate this over and over again, but again, an article came out just today as of the day I'm recording this that on Business Insider, 
there are millions of dollars, hundreds, sorry, hundreds of millions missing from Tesla and SpaceX's uh, bank accounts and funding and budgets. And Elon Musk is apparently very aggravated that this got out. Where do you think the money went? Guaranteed Elon Musk didn't pocket it. He doesn't need to. What's hundreds of millions to a guy that's worth tens of billions of dollars getting close to hundreds of billions? It's true. Let's be totally honest with ourselves. Where did it go? It went to the private contractors that are working on the real work. Or some of the real work, let's call it. Because again, Elon Musk may not be fully disclosed to all of that, but he's disclosed to some of it. Because again, one could argue that SpaceX is a new form or version of a commercialized aspect of NASA, essentially. That's number one. Number two is the fact that the media is constantly influencing people to think the opposite of what the truth is or they're wrapping the truth with lies. Now, I want to name I want to bring something up here and it's it's not because it's political. Again, I try to stay away from that in this show. It's because of the fact that I want people to understand that when enough of a of a coalition or enough of a um a group of people come together, there's no force that could really stop them. And that's what we're trying to do here on this show. So let me explain to you guys. Just recently in America, and I, I promise you guys, by the way, moving forward, there probably won't ever be an episode that gets into politics like, like this one does, but it's just to help prove my, my point of predictive programming. In America, right now, from what I understand, there is a bill that is trying to be pushed forward that doesn't allow American companies who have factories overseas to keep using child slave labor. Now, yes, that's a very complicated issue, particularly in China. But the argument of these private companies is that, well, we don't know for a fact it's child slave labor because China won't tell us, nor will they officially confirm it. So it's kind of like everyone just turns a blind eye very quickly. But here's where it gets interesting. These private companies are fighting back against this bill that was just recently put, put out there, I think two or three days ago, if that, something along those lines. So the same people that are sponsoring these athletes, and I don't want to get specific, but I mean, if we were to name some of the big ones, LeBron James with his lifetime billion dollar Nike deal and all that, I'm not trying to take away from these people. And I know that guys like LeBron James don't have a say in certain in politics or what their sponsors do, but someone like LeBron James is out there pushing and encouraging peace, unison, um, and all that stuff, essentially. I mean, we can, we can debate that, but that's not the point. Let's just say he is. He's pushing all that, that, that kind of positive message. Meanwhile, the same company that he's pushing that message for is fighting against a law to end child slave labor overseas, essentially. The hypocrisy is rampant. Now you might say, okay, Dave, how does this tie back to predictive programming? It's very simple, guys. The concept behind this is that they have the knowledge and the acceptance that predictive programming is just a form of, I guess we could say, mind control. Let's call it what it is. I mean, MKUltra, Project MKUltra was just one example of that. Let's jump into another, another sense of predictive programming here and, and, and espionage on a certain level. Aside from distracting the attention of the people, recently, Iran's top nuclear uh, scientist was murdered. Iran is saying it's Israel. There's a few things behind this. Now, I'm not trying to claim that I know everything about that and yada, yada, yada. This scientist was supposedly working on UFO materials. That's one thing. I'm not saying he was murdered because of that, but I do want to make that a point. 
However, with all that being said, we know how the murder went down. It was either he was killed with a remote control uh, car or gun that then self-destructed, or he was murdered by a team of hit squad assassins, which some, some sources have implied was the case. The reason why Iran might be saying that it was a remote controlled machine that self-detonated when it was really people was because Iran couldn't capture or, or they accidentally let all of those, apparently there were roughly a dozen assassins to make sure to e that either killed the scientists directly or make sure that it went down good and they actually got out of Iran pretty clean and, 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 and slick. And so it's an embarrassment to Iran. So of course they're going to say that it was, a mach it was definitely a, a, a gun, a remote controlled gun that self-destructed afterwards. And they're saying they have evidence that there's uh, Israeli logos on the weapons and all that. Here's what I think might be actually the situation. You remember, if anyone follows politics here who watches, about a month ago, President Trump, it got out, word got out that he wanted to bomb Iran. And he wanted to bomb Iran allegedly. And I say this carefully because I'm not trying to get political. He wanted to bomb Iran in order to cre make more of a difficult situation for Biden. Now, again, please, guys, I'm not going to get political. This is just a prime example of espionage. Whether you're a Trump fan or not, I'm not here to judge. Whether you're a Biden fan or not, I'm not here to judge. But what I want to say is that it's very possible, and there is evidence to suggest that because Trump couldn't bomb Iran, what ended up happening was that he may have had, through Mike Pompeo and those operatives, may have been able to do the second best thing from bombing Iran, which is taking out some of their most important minds, this time around being the scientist, the top nuclear scientist. Excuse me. Now, the... the the reason behind this is that it causes more tension between Iran and Israel. And Israel and the United States are very close with one another. So do you, do you see what I'm trying to do here? I'm trying to bring everything full circle. I'm not trying to say that predictive programming is something that's nonsense. I'm also not trying to say predictive programming is something that is constantly being used. I would dare to say predictive, predictive programming is something that is always in front of us. It's like air. We're breathing it. So it, it's not always being used. There's a difference between using predictive programming and it just simply being instilled within the society that you live in. And the examples I just recently gave, whether it's the, the ones I just used or, you know, the, the Simpsons cartoons or the Franz Ferdinand shooting or the Titanic indications, it all comes down to the same thing. The controlling of the minds of the masses. It doesn't matter if it's UFOs. It doesn't matter if it's politics. It doesn't matter if it's technology doesn't matter if it's business, it falls in the same circle. And they understand this. And it's unfortunate that they understand this. But ultimately, the only way we can overcome this is if we all come together and there is some type of movement that is big enough, not in a physical sense, doesn't have to be, but a type of movement where we can all come together and show that we are pushing for the truth. Now, yes, okay, we can say the truth may never come, or we might find some hints of it, but we'll never truly get close to it. But guys, we got to try. Come on, we got to try, right? And so that's what I'm trying to do with this show. Now, again, I may have got into a little more political scenarios here, but I feel that it's necessary to use current real-world examples. I really feel that, it, that, it, that it's necessary. Now, you might say, how does this tie back? to things like predictive programming, uh, sorry, to things like predicting the future. Well, when, you, when you're in a surveillance state, let's say, for example, which is some of the technology they harnessed from UFOs, when you're in a surveillance state, 
it's much easier to make events happen and make them seem natural. It's very true. Now, things screw up, mistakes are made, and that's completely normal. But we ultimately, we have to take a step back and we have to say, okay, how much of this do we think was coincidental? Or how much do we think was pre-programmed? Now, at the same time, there are incidences that occur that are actually accidental and not planned, but they are then used by certain groups of people and they're taken advantage of to push a particular agenda. Whether that is, again, people pushing for the disclosure of UFO information, whether that is any, anything else that you want to name it. And it's unfortunate, and this is, I think, the big problem, that politics ties in directly with all of this. And that's why I unfortunately had to bring up a couple of modern-day examples. And I feel like some people may not take this the, the, the way that I hope to broadcast and, and, and interpret it and, and, and push it to the world, but... I just want you guys to know I'm not against one side, I'm not for another side, and not even politically, just generally. I'm here to present the different concepts that others will probably won't speak about. Maybe, I don't know if it's because they're afraid or they feel like it's nonsense. I'm here to bring a voice to that. It's as simple as that. So again, thank you very much for watching. I think this is absolutely necessary to bring forward, particularly in today's day and age. I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm not trying to encourage some any kind of conspiracy or conspiratorial effort. All I'm trying to say is that we need to question everything. And as Ronald Reagan said, question but verify. Simple. Uh, sorry, trust but verify. And that's all I'm trying to do here. Trust but verify may in fact be one of the best slogans probably for this show because we want to bring the truth forward in a non-biased way we're not run by any type of major media company or we have we don't have any kind of funding we got nothing just me trying to bring you guys the truth and trying to put the pieces together so thank you very much for watching and we'll catch you next time peace